Our sponsor, Les Delices Lafrenet, for custom cakes and celebrating the biggest moments of your life, you'll want to head there for the most delectable desserts in the city of Montreal with five locations, including my home location in Brossard on Tachereau. It's Les Delices Lafrenet. This is the drive-by with Freeway Frank. The Drive-By Podcast is brought to you by OwnSpace, your all-in-one real estate point of sale. Episode 143 of the Drive-By Podcast. It's Freeway Frank, solo cast, me, myself, and I. Remember that song? Just me, myself, and I. Maybe you don't remember that song. I'll remind you, it was from Della Soul. You could take the guy out of radio, but you can't take radio out of the guy. Patrick Dempsey, who was on Grey's Anatomy for years. Patrick Dempsey has been named People's Sexiest Man Alive. And he wrote, my ego takes a nice little bump. He's 57 years old. Now, I remember McSteamy. I remember talking about this guy back in the day when I was doing morning radio. And he's actually, look, I'm comfortable in my skin, right? I'm in touch with my manhood, like maybe not right now, I'm like not holding it or anything, but I can, I know there are a lot of men who can't admit when another man, it's easy for a woman to do it, for men to admit that another man is good looking. I've always been able to do that because you know, you know when people are good looking, you know when people are not good looking. I always thought Patrick Dempsey was a good looking guy. He was always a handsome man. Now he's been voted sexiest man in the world he's 57 there's a reason for this there are women more than ever nowadays out there who love older men now a lot of people would say there's just more women out there with maybe daddy issues i don't necessarily think there are more women with daddy issues in 2023 than there were 10 years ago, 15, 20 years ago. I, I just think with the rise of social media, with the internet, we've just been able to uncover that, right? But I think younger women have always been infatuated with older men. I remember years and years and years ago, young women liking older guys and telling me that, you know, whether I was working and they said it about another man or oh he's so handsome whatever the case is this is nothing new it's just now it's it's new now or seems to be new because we're talking about it you see the videos on tiktok you see the videos on instagram right you see women dating older men but this has always been the case it was more taboo back in the day i guess to have sugar daddy was, you know, was kind of frowned upon and looked like you were you know, a gold digger, right? But nowadays, it seems like gold digging ha- is permitted <laughs> from what I see. And all these young girls I speak to in their mid-20s to late-20s, early-30s, it seems like more and more are okay with admitting it. They just want a man to take care of them. Some don't care if the guy is good-looking or handsome. They just want his wallet. There are actually more women, in my opinion, out there who want to be with a good-looking man that can take care of them as well. But if they could find that good-looking man, that Patrick Dempsey type, that could take care of them as well, there is no woman 
that would say no to Patrick Dempsey. At 57, there are men that are in better shape than 27, 37-year-olds, 47-year-olds. Things have changed a lot over the years. And Patrick Dempsey, for once, I agree, he could be one of the sexiest guys out there. No doubt about it. Listen to me talking about sexiest man in the world. Because I remember, what was it, maybe about six, seven, eight years ago, Adam Levine of Maroon 5. I interviewed Adam Maroon 5 a few times. He was nice to me, but I always felt like he was a little bit snarky, a little smug, right? But because I was the guy on the radio, maybe he was being extra nice, but I never felt like he was genuine. When he was voted sexiest, remember that year? Or was it two years in a row he was voted sexiest man in the year? I remember telling my co-host at the time, Natasha, there is no way in hell if this guy were walking down the street that you would look at him twice. He's, he's scrawny. He's, no, he's got some tattoos, whatever the case is. Okay, look, I'm not saying the guy is unattractive, completely unsexy. Uh, first of all, I don't like to come out and say men are sexy, whatever the case is. I could say whether they're good looking or not. Sexy to me is something completely different. You could have sex appeal and, and not be good looking. And I can't say a man is sexy and I find that weird. But I could say whether a man is attractive or unattractive. Or I could go, okay, yeah, I could see where she finds the guy attractive. This guy has no, no chance, would have no chance if he didn't have money, uh, wasn't living in the Hollywood Hills, you know, wasn't on uh, the big screen, whatever. Lead singer of a rock and roll band. You know how many singers, lead singers over the years? You know, they've gotten so many women, but they would not have been looked at. A second glance, forget it. Not a chance if they were walking down the street. Some, and I'm not picking on short people, but short, skinny, not good looking, weird facial features, whatever the case is, but a rock star, so uh, he's going to get women. It's as simple as that. It's a lot different for a man. It really is. It really, truly is a lot different for a guy. Status does mean something it always has. Now, to some women, you might be listening and going, oh, no, Frank, my man has to be good looking. He has to have, to, he has to have some kind of sex appeal. That's what drew me to him. I, I get that, of course. But then, you know, there are standards that some people have. And some people could look past that. Some people could look past attractiveness look at the person and fall for the person for other reasons. There's no doubt about it. I'm just not one of those people. I have to be honest that any time in the past I had a girlfriend or I was dating somebody or even my wife, I was attracted, physically attracted to the person before anything else. And I think most of us have that criteria. It's a little shallow. There's no doubt about it, but you have to be attracted to the person you're with. If you're not attracted, I mean, you can't get excited. I know you could be intellectually attracted. There's no doubt about I've been blown away by some people on an intellectual level, on a humorous level, and maybe they weren't you know, that attractive, but I thought, you know, but then in the end, in the end, there has to be something attractive about them drawing you physically first, right? Because that's all you have. I remember seeing my wife on back in the day, this is before Bumble, Tumble, Tinder, Finder, Grinder, Minder. I know that that's a gay site, but before those sites, I remember 
seeing her on MySpace. Before Instagram, Facebook, it was MySpace. And it was the original creeper site where you could actually see the girl's profile pic, click on it, see all these other pictures or guys, whatever, or whatever you're into. And then they'd have their song playing. It was like almost like their they're almost like their radio station, their 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 site, right? Their their website. And it was pre any of these dating apps and all that. And that's where I first saw my wife. And I even remember the picture that I first saw her. She was in this pose. She had her tight jeans on. And that's what drew me to Steph. I was I was attracted to her. I was she was, you know, sexy. She was cute. She was young. She was twenty-two, I think, when I met her. She seemed to like me. I even lied to her about my age. Because I thought, there's no way this 22-year-old is going to be into me if I tell her I'm 34 at the time. Okay? Or what was it? 34? 35? <laughs> so I lied. I think I told her I was 28, 29. And then I finally told her. Well, I had to break the news to her. And she didn't care at that point. This is the point. Young women like much more mature men. You throw in some sophistication in there. Not to say I'm sophisticated, but throw in some class, sophistication, some decent looks. She's into you more. It's just the way it is. So getting back to Patrick Dempsey, sexiest man in the world. Yes, I could see it. See, now they're doing, what is it? The Golden Bachelor. So much older men. And I've always thought they should do that. They should have a MILF Bachelor, a DILF Bachelor. No doubt about it. Golden Bachelor. Yes, it's interesting to watch. Right, but I would do it a little bit differently. I'd have the golden bachelors going like almost like they should have sugar daddy bachelor with younger women. Same thing, younger um, men with older women. You know, uh, twists and turns makes it more exciting. Makes for more exciting television. I'd watch it. <laughs> That's what draws me to some of these ridiculous shows in the first place. But okay, Patrick Dempsey, yes, sexiest man. I give it to you. McSteamy, McDreamy, whatever. It makes sense. Adam Levine never made sense to me. You remember when, there's no doubt in my mind, Justin Trudeau was elected Prime Minister of Canada. He had something that Prime Ministers in the past never had. I mean, look, you go back, Stephen Harper, not that attractive. Jean Chrétien, Paul Martin, not that attractive. Brian Mulroney was had a, some class and decent looks for his age when he was the Prime Minister. Pierre Trudeau, Justin's dad, wasn't that attractive. Joe Clark, not that attractive. Kim Campbell, for, like, she was there for like two minutes. Uh, no, no appeal. So this guy comes along, first Prime Minister of my generation. He's got some decent looks. That's why a lot of people voted for him. How you feeling now after eight years? And by the way, with attraction, if you add smugness, cockiness, any of that stuff, to somebody's good looks, they instantly become unattractive. And I think you, many people have figured out there is nothing sexy about the guy anymore, right? Then he crosses his legs, weird ways. Now you saw him running last week, who runs like that? Uh, you know, it's, uh, look, I like to wear funky socks too, but he always has to lift his pants to show the funky socks. It's a little too much. He's always waving that flag, the whatever flag he is, he's waving, right? Anyway, so Justin Trudeau to me, and I remember even telling Natasha, okay, better looking than, than Adam Levine, but definitely no, no chance he's, he's better looking than a George Clooney, than a Brad Pitt, a different category, right? Uh, Brad Pitt, um, Patrick Dempsey. But, you know, if you would see Justin Trudeau on the street, would you look twice back in the day? I think now, uh, yeah, you'd look twice and probably be angered by his presence. 
that's a different story. Is he sexy? Was he sexy? There's no doubt he had better looks than any leader Canada's had for decades. So maybe that's what elected him. And some of the things he was saying were all the right things. I didn't vote for him. But okay, now there's nothing, nothing attractive about him anymore. Not that there ever was for me. But now more than ever, you could see all those characteristics, those personality traits that have come out and have taken over. Any good looks he may have had are gone to the wayside. But I'm sure there are people that will still vote for him because it, 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 it hits you. <laughs> I, 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 I. I want to tell you about my newest sponsor, the Delis Lafrenet. I've known the Ruvo family for the longest time, ever since I was this tall. I'm still about yeah this tall because I'm sitting down. But I mean, when I was standing up this tall, an incredible family with five Montreal locations, Les Delices Lafrenet, custom cakes. Maybe you're having a wedding next year. They'll make the beautiful cake you want. Any flavor, any height, custom for you and your future partner. Check them out. The most amazing desserts in the city of Montreal. And time and time again, voted the number one bakery in the city with five locations around the island of Montreal, including my home location in Brossard on Tashro. It's Les Delices Lafrenet. So my wife sends me topics for the podcast, for the solo cast. When she goes on walks, when she has some spare time, which is seldom, but usually when she goes on walks, she gets ideas, she gets inspired, and she writes me literally, she texts me topic, and then the topic, 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 topic. She sent me four topics today. She always sends me good ideas. Even when I was on the radio, literally, topics and content is always happening in front of you, always around you. There's always an idea, right? I would constantly be dropping notes in my phone or on the computer saying this would be a great topic, a great thing to, to bring up because we're all humans and we all experience similar things. Here's the first one she sent me. Someone invites you to a birthday dinner who pays. So I know if you're listening in from, I've been getting more downloads in the United States, it's completely different in America, Western Canada, you know, English Canada as well from, from French Canada here in Quebec, Montreal, di different. Then you add the fact that you might have uh, a certain cultural upbringing, like I'm Italian, it's completely different. So here, the way things are in Montreal, Quebec, Canada, is you always need to ask questions when you're invited to anything, whether it's a birthday dinner, uh, communion, a religious you know, event, whatever the case is, wedding, engagement. You need, you need to do some research and say, okay, where is it? Where am I going? Was I, was I sent an invite that says, you know, sometimes there's a consideration, like almost like if you're going to a baby shower, oh, you're expected to give this much, $100, which covers your plate, and then they get a group gift, and part of that 100 or 125, a portion of it goes to pay for the person, person's wedding shower, whatever the case, baby shower, whatever. So you got to ask questions. If you're going to a birthday dinner, and you're being invited to somebody's birthday, they're not covering your meal. If they're a close enough friend to you, you're going to bring them a gift, or you're going to pay for a portion of their meal. That night, if you're a group of people, you might pay for a portion of their meal, but chances are, you're probably going to bring a gift. If it's any kind of 
get together at a reception hall. Most of the time, they will cover the plate, your meal. Of course, they're going to bring a gift to cover the price of that plate, the going rate. So for a wedding, for example, if the going rate is 200 or 250 or 300 in some cases even more now, it's crazy, especially here where we are in Montreal, you're expected to cover that plate. Now, not everybody's going to do it. Most people, surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. You open up the envelope and there's like 50 bucks in there. And you've been charged 250 per head. Now, you can't expect everybody to cover because not everybody's part of your culture. Not everybody was brought up the same way. And most people don't care. They'll give you what they can afford. But if you're part of the culture, then you need to stay in line with the culture because it's embarrassing. It, it really is. You have to know what the going rates are. So for a birthday dinner, I was having this discussion with my wife. Everyone's going to pay for their, their own meal. Unless they're told, no, the dinner's taken care of, then that means if the dinner's taken care of, you bring a gift. But you need to do the research. You really do. You need to inquire. You never want to look bad. There's some people that don't care. They, they'll look bad. They don't care. And, and now more than ever, they use the excuse, ah, I'm not Italian. I, I didn't know, right? But you, you should care and you should know there are parameters. <laughs> and if I'm going to, let's say I'm Italian, but I'm going to an Indian wedding, I want to know. But at the same time, if I'm at a five-day wedding over five days, am I going to give five gifts? That's ridiculous too. So, but you, you have to know what you're signing up for. So again, always ask questions. But I always, I'm telling you, there is never an event, dinner, birthday dinner, shower, that I don't have some kind of, I'm not going to say argument, but debate with my wife. Because she's like, really, we have to give that much? And I'm like, well, we're not going to give this much. And she's like, well, that's ridiculous. I wouldn't give more than this. And I go, well, you wouldn't give more than this. But I will, and don't worry, I'll put your name on the card. Obviously, we're a couple, but I'm not just putting that. But that's crazy, Frank. Why would we give that? It never ends. Now, don't get me wrong. My culture is messed up. Italians, we're like, we do have like a disease. We really do. It's bad. It's really bad. Same thing when people are coming and you're hosting people. They're coming to your home. Uh, one person puts out this kind of charcuterie board. Did you see their charcuterie board? They're always, so the point is, is you never want to, put out what we call in Italian la miseria, which is misery. <laughs> the, the direct translation is misery. Don't put out a couple of crackers, Melba toast, and uh, craft slices or cheddar. But you know what? If you're Italian and you put that out, it's embarrassing. We know better. But if you, I've been to people's homes. They do what they do, right? So like Canadians down the middle, Canadian homes, and they're not going to put out the same type of stuff that you're necessarily going to put out. So you just go with it. And I'm okay. I'm not judging them. I don't expect my level hosting when I go to somebody's house that thinks differently than I do. But it's nice when people put something out. Something. I think most people have learned that. Some people haven't. Some people won't even offer you a glass of water when you go to their home. So just inquire because it's embarrassing and leave the person in your relationship in charge. In other words, the person that knows better about their culture, let them handle it. And you know better about your culture than uh, then I'll, I'll believe you. My wife recently went to a 
wedding for one of her family members, she goes, Frank, we're not doing what you guys do. They're, they're, they're just not the same. No one's going to give that. So she was like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. And I was like, that's it? She's like, no, are you kidding me? That's going to be amazing. That's great for them. That'd be great. I was like, all right, you know what? You handle that. You do you. And put my name on it. And I'll handle my stuff. But with me, I'm never going to look bad. <laughs> it's a disease. It's a disease. Here's another topic. When a per- morning person, this is my wife, when a morning person marries a night owl, I, I think these have, the topic number one was, was definitely something we, we discussed in the last 48 hours. Another topic, that is, basically, this is a therapy, Frank and Steph therapy. She's mentioning these topics because she just wants to hear me talk about it because it's something that she doesn't get about me. When a morning person marries a night owl. Well, first of all, even when I worked on the radio and I was up at four in the morning for half of my career, 15 years of the 30 I spent getting up at 4 a.m. in the morning, I was never a morning person, right? I was just getting up early in the morning because that was my job. But now, more than ever, that I don't have this job and it's been four years, I'm not going to bed when my wife goes to bed. My wife likes to go to bed, you know, lately she's gotten a bit later with her habits because of me, but if it were up to her, she'd be in bed by 10 o'clock, the latest every night or earlier. And she wants me for the longest time, she's pushed me to go to bed with her at the same time, but I don't want to go to bed early. Like for me, I still have hours to stay up. Right? I don't have to wake up at 7 or 7.30 or 8 or 8.30 anymore. Probably never again. I don't want to go to bed at 9 or 10 unless I'm completely exhausted. Or, of course, we're watching something on TV together and I just fall asleep anyway. Well, that's a different story. By that point, I'm bored. And uh, most couples, don't most couples do that? They're watching Netflix. They're hanging out. They're doing within 10 minutes. One of the two have fallen asleep. And if not both, yeah, that happens all the time. That's not just us. Okay, well, what about when a morning person marries a night owl? That's just the way it is. There's there's nothing wrong with couples being in sync and doing a lot together and having the same tendencies and the same likes and desires. But look, if it were up to me, if I were single right now, I would just be doing completely different things. It's a good thing I'm married because if, if I were single right now, I would, <laughs> my night would start at 9 or 10 p.m. on many levels, many levels. That's why I like going when I go on vacation. I like going to Las Vegas and, you know, because you have a nice dinner and it's usually a later dinner. Even when I go to Italy, they eat later in Italy and I like that. I like, I'm a, I'm a night person. I like being up later. I like hanging out. And I like the, let's be honest, the alone time, doing my own thing as well. Nothing wrong with that. Having some time. I enjoy my time with my wife. There's no doubt about it. But I, you know, I'm sure she enjoys her me time and I enjoy my me time. And that's what I think gives relationships the longevity. Having some time for yourself. So there you go. When a morning person marries a night owl, so what? (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. Episode 142 of the Drive-By Podcast. Five-star it if you can on Spotify. You could also review or comment on Apple. Check out any of the past episodes on YouTube, including the last several ones I've had with guests sitting right across from me on the YouTube Drive-By channel. 
Sponsored by Les Delices, Lafrenet, five Montreal locations for the best desserts, custom cakes, whatever you're looking for, whatever themed cake you want, they have it. They'll build it with you either in store or check them out online. It's lesdelicesLafrenet.com. If there's somebody you would like to see on the Drive-By Podcast, please let me know as well. You could DM me at FreewayFrank on Instagram or Twitter or comment on any of the platforms you hear this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Ciao for now. The Drive-By with Freeway Frank. The Drive-By Podcast is brought to you by OwnSpace, your all-in-one real estate point of sale.